0: I am Sarah-Jane Case and this is Enneagram & Coffee. Hello friends, happy Wednesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today we are answering a question texted into the podcast phone line asking if Enneagram 2s are always verbal processors. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is I pulled one of my most annoying habits yesterday. Um, It is probably the thing that will frustrate you the most if you ever travel with me. And it's that I don't like to settle for half, like an experience that's not as good as what I think the experience could be. Uh, so yesterday, we we checked into our hotel on Monday, and I immediately, you know, I, it wasn't for me. I didn't like it. Our room was really dark. I have to work a lot while I'm traveling, so like working in a really dark room, not ideal. It was also very chaotic in aesthetic, which was re- I found really stressful, and um, I mean, this is like, I mean, these are like first world problems, let's be honest, but yeah it just it didn't feel good people were kind of rude it was just kind of like all around a weird experience but I was trying to make the most of it and then we took a little walk to the square in the city called Rittenhouse Square and we sat there and we were like this is where we would like to be because we had gotten our hotel in Old City which was like peak tourism like not a lot of stuff to do that we like to do just a lot of tourist sites around so we were having to take ubers to everything that we wanted to do and we got to Rittenhouse Square and we were like this is where we want to be and I was like honestly I think we should change hotels so my husband thankfully was on board (laughs) we've been burned in the past with my this behavior of mine but it worked out this time from the moment we walked in the door it was like an insane experience. It was just like, it was the same price, but just everything was up to notch. Um, I am blown away by what we were able to get. And I'm thrilled. Just absolutely thrilled. It's been, I'm like on top of the world, friends. Like I'm already thinking about when can I come back over the moon? I want to be able to write a book in this hotel. (laughs) Um, So that's my rose. My thorn is that I am officially obsessed with Philadelphia and i'm ready to move here i'm ready to come back for a visit as soon as possible like i am in love my bud is that this afternoon i should be able to explore a bit more than i have been able to the last few days like i said i work a lot when i'm traveling So, um, I've had a pretty heavy work week this week, but today I've already, this is the last thing I have to do is record this podcast. So once we're done, it'll be lunchtime and I'll have the rest of the day to explore and be in Philadelphia and really just enjoy the city, which I'm really looking forward to. Okay. So here is the question texted in today. Hi, Sarah Jane. Thanks so much for your work. Thank you. I am an Enneagram 2, and I've heard it said by several Enneagram teachers that 2s need to verbally process in order to understand their own emotions. I'm curious as to your take on this. I'm an introvert, and I'm usually able to process my way through my thoughts and emotions on my own, though I certainly value the input of my husband and close friends. Am I missing something, though? Do 2s always need to verbally process? Okay, so for those that are new, let's do a quick overview of what we're referring to here. So Enneagram type twos are the helpers. They are motivated by being loved and liked and fear being unlovable. They learned along the way that they, are, they earn love through what they do for others. Now, many Enneagram teachers and article writers make very definitive statements about things like whether a type is extroverted or introverted or in this situation, whether they are verbal or nonverbal processors. Many teachers refer to Enneagram 2 specifically as external processors. Now, verbal processors or external processors are people who understand what they think and feel through talking or writing it out. And internal processors or nonverbal processors think before they express themselves. Now, when I hear definitive statements like this, I immediately have questions. Where did we get that information from? Is it from experience? I know that a lot of the teachers who say this have been teaching for 25 or more years, and there are definitely very strong correlations that we can see in these types based on personal experience. I've personally been in rooms with, of Enneagram panels where everyone sitting at the front on the panel is the same type and they're all acting the same way, and it's fascinating. At the same time, In general, when it comes to any other definitive statements, I'm not personally inclined to take this is what I've noticed over the years as confirmation on how I should experience myself. In fact, there isn't a ton of evidence out there to support conclusively that any of us are one or the other, either directly verbal or nonverbal processors. There are some assessments and brain scans that we can do, but. None that show a clearly defined one or the other based on a study done at Vanderbilt University, it's suggested that in general, we may use different processes at different times in order to get results. Out of a study they did of 12 participants, there were only two that were consistent across the board with the way they processed different cognitive tasks. The conclusion of this 2022 study being that more ways to quantify and qualify thinking style is needed, but doesn't currently exist. Basically, we don't know. (laughs) It reminds me of a tweet that went viral back in 2020. A husband and wife put out where they realized that one person had a strong internal narrative and the other thought as they were talking. It suggested that there are two types of thinkers, those with an internal narrative, Their thoughts are like sentences that they hear and those without. They have abstract, nonverbal thoughts and may need to verbalize them for them to be fully formed. Now, in response to this, neuroscientists from the University of Sydney brought up that processes are more likely to be a continuum than something so binary. This wasn't the result of an empirical study, they said. It's important. It's someone putting out a hypothesis. It has encouraged a lot of people to introspect on their own thinking, But it's not definitive. That being said, I think that's the place where we are with the idea that all Enneagram 2s are external processors. It's not evidence backed by an empirical study. It's a hypothesis. And in fact, the idea that any of us are one or the other is still a hypothesis. So when it comes to your relationship to this, what do we gain by knowing this about ourselves or others? Maybe if we're married to an Enneagram Type 2 who happens to mostly externally process, it can offer us compassion or a reason to be more present and engaged with them as they need to process. If we are an introverted Enneagram 2 who identifies with the basic fears and motivations of the type, recognizes themselves through the text in and out, and this is the only element of Type 2 that you don't resonate with, it might be helpful to just let it go. It isn't supported by evidence that you aren't a two just because you aren't an external processor. Also, maybe if you relate to some things about type two, but not others, maybe you took a test and got type two and that's how you typed yourself, but you haven't really read the other types. Or maybe you generally agree with the fears and motivations, but there are lots of others that you relate to as well. Maybe you're unsure of your type, If that's the case, perhaps this is a good reason to explore the other Enneagram types. Go read the descriptions, see if there's one that resonates more for you. But at the end of the day, we got to put it in its proper place, right? It's a hypothesis, one that needs much more verified research to be stated as a clear fact. But it is, if it's helpful for you, awesome. If it's not I don't think you need to worry about it either. All right, friends, I hope that was helpful. As a reminder, if you have Enneagram questions you'd like answered, and you can text or call them into the podcast phone line, it's always linked in the show notes for you. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I'll see you tomorrow for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old.